Hi, this is Alex from We Kill Cowboys, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Cheering crowd sound It's concerts Concerts that made us Concerts that made us Dot com On this episode I'm chatting with Alex From We Kill Cowboys A very exciting band Coming out of South Africa We Kill Cowboys Are set to release Their latest single I Don't Want Your Drugs This Friday August 26th And you're Gonna hear all about it but before we do, we're going to take a listen to their last release, Polar Operational Environmental Satellite, to give you a taste of what they're all about. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show.
Alex, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to have you. So it's very exciting times for you guys. You're about to release your latest single, I Don't Want Your Drugs. Would you like yeah. to tell us about it? Yeah, um, it's uh, we're pretty pumped about it. Um, really stoked with how it came out, how it was mixed, all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically sort of, I guess, a, a, a sort of duality with the song. I mean, it's obviously about you know, very factually, like, I don't want your dirty drugs, man. But also kind of about, you know, I guess being in, like, toxic relationships where it sort of ends up becoming like that, you know. Um, So I think it was written a bit, bit of, like, from a personal experience of just kind of having that separation of, you know, when something is sort of unhealthy and toxic and, you know, whether it's the actual, we've all, you know, all been there, done that. It's been in those moments of abusing things physically and also more in, like, an emotional sort of state. So that's sort of the precipice of the song. Uh, yeah, pretty excited about the release. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, I'd say so. And is there a good amount of anticipation from fans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've had quite a few shows um, over the last few weeks. I was in Europe for a while. Um, so as I've come back, we've had quite a few shows and everyone's pretty pumped about it. Um, we've also got a music video that will go along with it that will drop in a few weeks after that. So I think people are pretty excited. Yeah, getting good feedback already. So we'll, we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And something I noticed with you guys is it's very hard to kind of put you in a box. It's like if yes. you're telling somebody about your music, it's hard to be like, yeah, they're they're this kind of sound or they're that kind <laughs> yeah. of sound. How would yeah. you describe it? I mean, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I mean, I guess to give it like an overall you know, I guess label in a sense. I mean, I guess we're sort of, it's like grunge, a bit of like punk influences, a bit of psych vibe. But I mean, for us as well, that that is kind of the vibe. We haven't got any, we've never had an intention of going, we want to have a band that sounds like this. It's just kind of what happens when we, when we jam together and write together. And I kind of dig that. I've never really wanted to, you know, kind of like be put into a box. So I think for all of us, it's quite cool that people can watch our shows and and can dig it from, you know, whether they're like metalheads or, you know, into like, you know, punk or whatever it is. It's, it's, I feel like it's, it's careful that we've got like a nice all rounded sort of feel. You can play with a lot of different bands, which is cool. So thank you for noticing that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And there's one thing I'm dying to know. There's something I came across, a word I've never heard to describe music before cowpunk. What on earth is cowpunk? <laughs> I mean, you know, that was more like my guitarist. Um, like he he started just researching different bands um and came across this like genre of cowpunk and sort of I guess, you know, um my guitarist and myself, we used to play like country projects together, a lot of like country stuff, and uh and uh, I come from also like a very like underground punk background. So yeah, I mean I grew up playing in punk bands from when I was 16. So it's kind of this thing of going, we found this little genre of people that kind of mix country with punk that's not quite like folk punk it's got more of a country vibe but it's also like bluesy and like psyche and so he was like hey man we found our people and I was like sick but I mean from then we were really divulged into a whole different direction so it's it's not even it's not even car punk anymore (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah and the story of the band then it was born out of initially it was born out of lockdown but yeah. how did you get from, you know, starting off your solo EP to having We Kill Cowboys? 
I mean, it's uh, I've always played in in bands, you know, my whole life. I I've never really felt that like I'm sort of inking towards being a solo artist. But I think after about three years of just having a complete fucking, can I swear? Is that you can okay? You can. <laughs> Uh, a writer's block um you know like COVID was like this thing of going no excuses everyone's busy you're forced now to like just just start writing just get over yourself and that sort of evolved into my solo stuff and I love doing it um and obviously then starting to play shows again playing on my own it's just not this I've always loved playing with people and having that like family vibe and just you know tightness together and creating music together so I just wanted to play loud shit I wanted to find dudes that would dig to jam. Um, and that was sort of the direction I went. It was, it kind of happened super organically. And in a sense that I honestly never thought that I'd be playing in a band again, I guess with a lot of other punk bands, and I kind of gone to other bands, but do my own stuff, it's been years. And so there was just always that drive to really um, figure that out again. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I was real stoked when I phoned um, my guitarist, John, and I was like, hey, bro, it's been a fucking while. Like, what do you feel about this? And he was like, dude, I would love to jam with you. <laughs> and from there, it sort of went, okay, let's find a drummer. Let's find a bassist. And, you know, just got these dudes in. And it just was this beautiful thing of, like, we were all just meant to be together. And so that's sort of how it evolved from my solo thing to going, let's let's start a fucking band. Let's play loud music. And let's just, let's just have a good time, you know? And that's where we are today. Do you think then in South Africa it's kind of, it's very easy to find like-minded people when you're trying to put together a, a musical, a musical project. Um, it's kind of, I guess in a sense, because we're, you know, it's not a huge country. Um, and when it comes to, um, you know, I guess the more underground sort of scene of things, um, a lot of us have grown up together. We all played in bands from when we were like teenagers. Um, and so it's it's sort of even though we all like in our thirties now we still know each other we don't always see each other but there's people still jamming and doing things so definitely it comes to like also I mean a lot of people have moved away and are doing their own thing so on one hand it is kind of kind of like going tapping into like hey you know what is he doing now what is she doing now but in the same light uh, it's also I think our music sort of scene has really changed over the last fifteen years. So in that light, it's also kind of tricky because, you know, a lot of people have gone into more electro stuff or gone into different genres of music. So, and I think, I don't know if it's like this in Europe or anywhere else, but trying to find fucking drummers is almost a nightmare. <laughs> and in our country, it's like the hardest thing to find as a drummer, you know, because you've got one dude playing in like seven bands. So um, I think with, with, with us, it was just kind of, I feel like we were all meant to be together. And I do kind of like, I feel very grateful for that because I feel like there's a bit of like a, universe sort of guide us together you know which was cool um and I, I think for other bands it's not always that simple you know to to find people like-minded also on like a personal level you know so yeah i definitely hear that all right i've uh i've that's something that's the most common thing i come across is that drummers are very hard to find it's like everybody wants to be you know the cool guitar player and <laughs> they just forget about drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's also having to carry around, you know, 27 different little small items. Everyone's like, fuck that. I'll just be a vocalist. <laughs> That's probably actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually like to get a sense of how you got to where you are when it comes to music. So I'd like to dig into your history for a bit. Can you remember your very first musical memory? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess 
when I was maybe about three or four, there's always just this sort of moment of my my parents playing Nina Simone on on record and and just me like on the couch and just in it. And that's always something that kind of I've always remembered that moment. And even though at that age we don't always remember things, but that's sort of one thing that I remember very clearly is sort of hearing her and really connecting to that. And then I mean, pretty much since I was about seven or eight, I've been playing piano, and I always, always, I don't know, I just, I, I just grew always having a very uh, close bond with music. My both my parents were very not musicians, but always a crazy vinyl collection and. I think the first time I went to the UK when I was about 10 and I saw these like crusty punk dudes on the train and with all their tats and like, they were like jamming and they were busting afterwards. And I was just like, that is what I want to fucking do. <laughs> and I, it's just always something I've just felt a very strong bond towards man. It's kind of like very deep in my bones. So yeah. So from there it was kind of like learning to play piano and then, you know, I don't even know how I even got into the punk scene. I think it's just like meeting kids at school and sort of like, you know, hearing different music and sort of like sharing stuff. And, and just from there, um, you are really connecting to, to punk and to, um, I guess all the sort of like, like heavy blues, but like mostly punk. And from there, yeah, starting a, starting a punk band when I was 15 and, uh, yeah, I did a lot of cool shows and it's, I mean, from there, it's just been a fucking journey, man, of just playing with a lot of other big bands and playing a lot of bands myself, doing a lot of tours and festivals and that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of jumping forward in time here. But... <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so when it comes to bands, what factors do you think make, you know, a successful band or a tight band? I mean, hundred percent. Obviously, you're you're rehearsing. I think like any craft, like super vital. For me personally, though, a big thing has definitely been the connection I have with people. So um, I definitely think you know what makes it's like a family, right? Um, like any relationship, it's like having that that really everyone's on the sort of same wavelength with the same sort of ideals about life. Um, of course, having the same sort of similar music tastes, but also it can be cool when people are into different stuff. You know. I think what bonds us as, as a band and bands that I've played in before that have been successful, it's really been about the people caring about each other, um, having fun together and connecting, you know. Um, it's something you can't hide, you know, even watching a band on stage or it's something you can't fake really is that like real bond that you have with each other. So I think for me, the most import important thing is friendship and um, like common respect for each other. And then getting that like really infused into the music and then just having a fucking good time. If you are having fun, there's no point, you know? Yeah. Um, and then of course with that, of course, then you're rehearsing, you know, taking your craft seriously is always going to be a very important thing. Like with any good band, we've got to practice, we've got to rehearse, we've got to do it. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. The I think one of the most important things you mentioned though is having a good time. You know, if yeah. you're up there on stage having a good time, it comes across very easily sure. to the audience. Then the audience start having a good time and, you know, yeah. you're swapping energy like that. For and sure. what's your songwriting process? Um, For me, it's um, I I sort of get this, uh, this like urge, this feeling that I have. It's like something is coming. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I will sit with my guitar at home and sort of, play around with chords and those kind of things. I'll often spend a few days of just like, oh, it can't, it can't come out. You know, I can't get this out. And often it'll come like the third or fourth day of, of getting a feeling of, of the song that's coming. 
I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but this is just how it is. <laughs> it will sort of just be a matter of like sitting down for an hour. And I don't know, for me, it's kind of fluid. Like I'll, I'll get a melody pretty quickly. And once I have that sort of melody, that idea of the melody in my head, it's it will take a day or two before lyrically that content comes out. From that point, I'll take that to the band room and sort of go like, hey, man, here's a new track. This is a sort of vibe and idea I have. And just pick very loosely for the boys. And then very much for us, it's it's a super integrated writing process. Then everyone is kind of going, hey, let's just start jamming it. Ideas flow. Everyone gets involved. Um, we're a very, like, democratic band. There's no, like, cracking the whip band leader situation. <laughs> so, and I mean, look, there are the odd times where I'll have those sort of um, melodies, those basic riffs in place and the sort of basic song structure. And we'll bring it there. And only lyrically a week or two later, it will come to me. Um, but most of the time, I pretty much can write the whole song at home by myself and then come to the boys and then we sort of do that all together and the magic happens in the band room, you know? Yeah, yeah. And how would you compare the uh, the songwriting process, say, for your solo stuff compared to the band? Um, I feel, obviously, when I'm writing stuff on more like a solo level, it's definitely... Um, there's a different mindset because I'm not thinking about the entirety of having drums and having, you know, like different elements. And it's kind of, I'm writing it more in a state of going, if I sat and played this by myself to 30 or 40 people, you know, like it's a different sort of train of thought. When I, when I'm writing, you know, for this band, it's, it's definitely on a bigger scale of like, um, how can we make this fucking huge, you know? So, and also I think with writing for this band, for me, it's kiff because I, I kind of like lyrically, I really dig to, you know, write things that are kind of like, it's like keeping your open mind. Like, obviously I dig to write like politically based shits about how fucked the world is and all those kind of things. <laughs> and also on like personal levels of like people connecting to, you know, things, uh, you know, how we feel, how we think about things like, um, you know, the psychology of, of who we are as human beings and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think writing for the band for me does feel more exciting because it's kind of like going and coming with a, like a super rough idea. Um, and I just know when I go in there, like the boys are going to just have something really cool and they're going to hear and feel something that I wouldn't have heard when I'm writing it by myself, you know? Uh, and often that's what happens I'll, is I'll, I might have an idea in my head of like, oh, this part can be like this and it can go like this. And I get there and then, you know, Jono is like, oh, what about this? And Matt's playing this thing. And I'm like, holy shit. I didn't <laughs> even think about that, you know? So I guess that's where the difference lies. You know, it's, um, it's exciting, man. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And one thing I always love asking is, from a concert gore point of view, what concerts do you think have made you? I would definitely say um, we, every show we've played has actually been really, I mean, look, we're sort of like a new band in terms of we've been together, we rehearsed for a whole year without playing any shows, and then we've played about maybe eight shows in total in the past seven months since we've actually like been on the circuit. Um, and then we did a tour, like a nationwide tour th three months ago. And I think that really sort of like was what set it off is kind of going to Johannesburg and going to Pretoria and playing a really big festival, which was a kind of, you know, after COVID, like just getting back into that kind of element and that, playing that big festival with a lot of bigger bands that, you know, um, I maybe guessed with before or that I used to book when I was a booker many years ago and like playing, playing, on a, a really cool big stage with those kind of bands and those organizers and those, the, you know, the, the interviewees and all those kind of people, that was kind of definitely where it was like, okay, check these dudes out. They're pretty fucking rad. 
So, I mean, from there, it's definitely kind of spun us up. Um, and I mean, we've got some really exciting shows coming up with like pretty big bands, um, which I think is is super exciting. And I mean, look, all those small club shows we played have definitely had a big impact to you. So it's hard for me to even really say what show really stemmed it. I just feel like since we started, we've just had such rad feedback and really cool support, um, obviously also from our label. So it's just kind of like building that from there, you know. You mentioned your label there. It's It must feel like you're almost caught up in a whirlwind. Everything seems to have happened so fast. How do you wrap your mind around that? I mean, you know, it's there have been moments where it's a bit overwhelming. I mean, not to say like we're anything big or anything like that. Uh, we're still new, but I mean, for sure, it's been a it's it's been a very much sped up process. And I've honestly just trusted how things play out. Like like there's been no expectation of anything. Whatever sort of come, it's been like this is really cool. You know, trust this thing, keep our heads down, and just fucking work hard. And um, you know, it's it's it's. I just honestly feel very grateful because I know a lot of bands out there spend years, um, you know, really trying to get the sort of traction or, and unfortunately it is, you know, it's like the industry is about connections, which is just like one of those things, you know, and of course you've, you've got to be a solid band and have something to deliver. But I mean, it's, I think also from playing music for so many years and being in um, the industry in South Africa for so many years, um, you know, it's like people do know who we are from other projects and so I think when we came together with this project, there was kind of excitement around that of going shit. Like, you know, she hasn't played for a long time. And, you know, like now these people are together, like what the hell are they going to do? And this is pretty exciting. So I felt a lot of that coming through when there was word about us, you know, starting this project. People were like, oh, fuck, man, we can't wait to hear what's going to happen. So, um, man, I just think it was also timing. It was the right time. It was meant to happen. We were all meant to be together. And now the support's out there and it's it's great, you know. Definitely. People must have been thinking it was not like going to be some sort of super group almost when you got together. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and you're also a, a pretty cool tattoo artist. That's that must be pretty cool. You know, I always kind of feel like tattoos and rock and roll music go hand in hand, really. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure they do. And that must help a lot with the artwork for the for the band and everything. You know, you you obviously have a large input into it. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, that's like it's I love doing that. Um, and I mean, I think for me as well, it's just like a different medium of working with art. So, uh, you know, with tattooing, it's like there's parameters and there's certain rules and being able to do the artwork for like my own band um, is just it's like it's been so much fun. Uh, you know, and from there, I've been able to like start doing artwork for other bands, which has been really cool. So, yeah, I think it's just cool that it opens up a whole different area. And also, um, you know, have to find someone and pay someone to do it because, <laughs> as you know, it's like we don't make much money being musicians. So, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, it's just been really fun and really exciting to like just, you know, and also having, I guess, maybe that control over creating, you know, I guess like the imagery for, for like who we are and what we are. And also not like sticking in any sort of rules, just going like, Hey, man, fact, this is what I can see. I want to create this. And there it is. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say so. And with the band down the line, you must have a roadmap laid out ahead of you. If you can say now, what do you want to achieve with it? Oh, definitely Europe. I mean, definitely want to get to Europe next year and do a tour. I mean, that's sort of what we're busy chatting about now is doing a, a European summer tour. 
I mean, fuck, if we can just play on all the stages, I guess, like, you know, it really is. Like, we want to go as far. We want to see how far we can take this band. Um, so Europe's a big thing. I mean, we'd love to, like, you know, play festivals like Desert Days, go to the States and play, like, those kind of big psych fests. But I think definitely just, yeah, pushing things, seeing where we can take it, seeing where our music sort of goes as well, and just really putting in all the work that we can. Yeah, I mean, look, South Africa, we've got a great little thing here, but we struggle here, man. We've got we've we've lost a lot of venues through COVID, and there's definitely a much more of a of a of a space to to sort of be able to like, you know, hold musicians and hold bands like us overseas, unfortunately. So we can only kind of go as far as we can go in our country. And from there, it's kind of going, you know, let's get over there and see and see what happens and see how we are received and see if we can really push this thing, you know. So Africa for me has always been a kind of a weird one you know it seems like there's such a vibrant vibrant music scene but it seems like it wasn't always supported and then when COVID happened it kind of decimated you know like you said a lot of venues and everything it's kind of sad really you know yeah it's definitely it's it's I mean I think um uh what I love about our country is, is also I mean it's so diverse right and even when it comes to the underground scene there's just you know everyone's growing up in sort of different different cultures and, and different sort of backgrounds. And, you know, like growing up in the punk, you know, we had this really special sort of underground punk era um, when I was from like 15 to about like my early 20s. And that was skate parks and just hardcore HXC, ska bands, punk bands, just all playing together. Um, you know, everyone was really there for the music and it saved a lot of us as kids, you know, growing up in like maybe super religious backgrounds or, you know, very sort of conservative backgrounds. So, um you know, and, and definitely over the time, it's like Electronica came in and took and took a lot of that away. And and now there's definitely a lot of really cool bands trying to do cool stuff. Um, it's difficult because we don't have a lot of venues to support loud music. Um, and also just, I mean, like like financially, when it comes to making money as a musician in our country, it's it's really difficult. Um, it's not something that many people can do. And and, and so I think part of that, it's like I feel like as musicians, we're extremely hardworking. Um, as Africans, you know, it's like things are never easy for us. We have things like load shedding. We have no power for certain hours of the day, you know. So it's like we've all these little things that really, it's like if you want this man, you got to fucking push for it because it's not just like here are all these venues and you know, oh here's a guarantee, here's food, here's money. Don't worry about it. You want to go on tour? Everything's sorted. It's like it's got to come out of our pockets. So it's really like we we really care. It's about really caring about it and about really supporting each other as musicians. And that's sort of the crux of it, you know, is, is it's like all grassroots. And look, hopefully as time goes, um, there'll be a bit of a revival around people investing into music venues and giving a shit about live music. Um, and, and until then, we just keep going, you know, and we put up pop-up shows and we support each other and we we try to keep it alive and try and encourage the younger guys to get involved in it, you know, and, and to and to not be despondent by the fact that maybe we don't have the biggest infrastructure, but we still have something fucking cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think you know i think south african bands deserve a lot of respect i know in other countries you know like you have to put a lot of yourself into it and it is a struggle to to make it but when you have that plus what you have to overcome to actually get a band going in south africa you know you deserve a lot of respect for actually choosing to go into that line of work yeah man thank you yeah so we'll get on to the last couple of questions. Cool. If there was an artist or performer from history you could see in concert for one night only, who would it be? Yo, that is so 
hard, like Johnny Cash for me, for me personally. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I would. That would just be amazing. Um, yeah, definitely Johnny Cash. I mean, it's like, oh, it's so hard though. They're also a band like the Distillers, you know, fucking rancid. Um, Led Zeppelin. Uh, but yeah, I think definitely for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big Johnny Cash girl. So if, if, if that was even a possibility or Nirvana even, I mean, it's like, I'm sure many of us feel that way. But yeah, yeah I think Johnny Cash, if, if, if I could meet him and share a stage with him and, and pick his brain, that would be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make it a bit harder. So what era Johnny Cash? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> he was just, uh, even as an old man, you know, it's like, I, I think definitely after his sort of like gospel stage, like the, his, his beginning stage, I think more from like when he started coming into his own, um, you know, it's like Man in Black and like Folsom Prison, like all that kind of era when he, I guess we took a lot of drugs and sort of fucking out of it. Yeah. That's the kind of Johnny Cash <laughs> that I would dig to like talk to and just, yeah, I just think, I mean, he just was also like, you know, someone as well, he just pushed the boundaries, you know, and I think that's like a lot of us can relate to that, you know. Yeah, I think nowadays with Johnny Cash, though, he's kind of, with younger people coming up, he's kind of overlooked, you know, he's seen as this old guy who, you know, like the video for Heart and stuff like that. Exactly. People, But people tend to forget that at one stage, like he was one scary dude, you know, he scared the establishment yeah. and everything. He was punk as fuck, actually. I mean, that's fucking punk rock, man, the way he was, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the next one, if you could be locked in a room for 24 hours with any <laughs> artist from history, who would it be? Oh, my God. Um, Jeez. Well, fucking probably Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, Any artist from history? Um. I always go freaking so blank with these kind of questions. I'm sorry, I'm the worst. I mean, yeah, definitely him, like Janice Joplin for sure. I think, yeah, it's like a lot of, yeah, a woman like her, you know, like, man, went through so many struggles and so many different stages and, like, a lot of, um, even Jewel. I mean, I'd love to sit with Jewel and, and chat to her. Like, I mean, I've I've listened to a lot of her podcasts and her interviews and just I think that that woman went through this crazy shit. I'm always very fascinated by people that really went through those sort of things and, and kind of like managed to get through it and, and did what they love. So someone like her, I'd love to talk to. Um, what's going to happen is after this interview, I'm going to be like, fuck man, I should have said this. I knew it. <laughs> it's always the way. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, That's there, <laughs> there's some, uh, there's some good ones, some good ones. I like, you know, you were able to, you were able to answer the question. It wasn't, oh, oh God. Yes, we can try. <laughs> <We can try. laughs> and if there was a song, this one might be the toughest of the, the three. If there was a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? Well, um, the soundtrack to my life. Oh, man. Um, you're like, lot, lots going through my brain. Um, I think about... Yeah, maybe even um, a song by the Distillers, um, not Carl Fang, not Carl Fang on Sing Sing Death House. I would say, um, is it Revenant? Yeah. Um, when she says, we are the Revenants, we are rise up from the dead, we become the living, we are back to, it's, it's yeah, just kind of like, you know, also Brody Dale, you know, it's like very much, um, that song is kind of about making it through, you know, abuse situations, you know, tough situations, you know, stuff that happens when you're a kid and just really sort of like pushing through that. Um, 
and becoming the woman you are today, you know, working on your shits and like, so I think, yeah, that song, every time I listen to it, it's kind of brings up those feelings of just kind of like, we just got to keep on pushing through. So that would probably be, again, I'll probably think of something better afterwards, <laughs> but that's my first sort of thing that popped into my brain is it's always been a track that's, I felt like, mm, fuck yes, you know. That's the one. So good one. Good one. And <laughs> lastly, what is set in stone for the rest of the year for you guys? We are gigs, 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 man. Um, so yeah, opening for the Springbok New Girls next Thursday, which I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's we are very excited to put it mildly like say so cool and calm about it but pretty fucking pumped and then yeah we're playing smoking dragon festival which is a cool new year's festival in the mountains at the end of the year just a lot of gigs happening um we'll probably release the rest of the ep before the end of the year before we start tracking for the next one and yeah i think just just writing 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 so we can have some cool new shit to release for next year and just uh just getting the momentum back and going and that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Ah, sounds good. Sounds good. I have to say now, you've just made me hugely jealous. I had Arno from the Nude Girls on the show before. He's oh, cool. such a cool guy. But seeing the totally. two of you guys in a concert, like that would be the ultimate for me now. I'd be I'd be in heaven. Oh, man, I wish we could just get you a little <laughs> flight right over there. <laughs> Thanks, you man. Know, you are try record it or something and send me the video <laughs> man absolutely absolutely yeah no i mean we're very excited it was it's quite i mean that's quite a big deal um feel very grateful so it's just it's like gotta 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 get those chops in place make sure we just you not know, disappoint <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah well alex it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed chatting with you now yeah thanks man vice versa i really enjoyed our chats and uh hopefully against you we can do this Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.